Okay. It's just, um, it's just amazing sometimes just to actually just softly just sing how great is he, our God. And I just, I know if you felt it, but I felt his presence. And I, I thought, Lord, is this, should we get some rhythm in here and just, um, just go? And I just felt him, no, just, just let that, just let softly just say, I am amazing, I'm great. And that's just who he is. Um, and I don't know... Um, if you saw, well, you probably saw Herschel this morning. He was leading worship. Um, but I phoned him earlier in the week, and I said, Herschel, are you ready for Sunday? Have you led worship on a Sunday before? Yeah, in the church. No, so it's his first time leading worship in church. <laughs> and I phoned him, and, and I said, are you ready to lead worship? And he, he was sick. He could he got to even speak. <laughs> um, his throat or your nose was like, and, um, and I said, okay, well, we I don't know if we'll get a backup, but anyway, I was ready to lead worship and preach and lead. <laughs> so I was always getting myself ready um, to do everything this morning. And I said, well, maybe just share with me what you have in your heart. Um, what is God speaking to you? And he says, no, Morris, I just feel just God wants to just do something um, just of his greatness and his goodness. And that God is good. And I said, well, do you know I'm preaching about God is good? I says, no, <laughs> that's amazing. And, and so... So I prayed for him over the phone. I prayed for him for healing, that God would touch him and heal him. And he, are you better today? Yeah, so God is good. <laughs> he is amazing. He's a healer. So I just want to highlight that. It's just like we serve a God that is not dead. He is alive. And that he still heals today. And, and just healing somebody is of his goodness. And even if he didn't heal Herschel for this morning, he's still good. <laughs> And that's who he is. Um, but sometimes he just chooses to do stuff like this and just come in and touch his body that is sick and heal somebody so that he can be here today and bless us and, and just uh, so that we can worship together. But I want us to read from Psalm 34. Um, I'm just going to read the first 10 verses. If you have your Bible, you can open up there. I think the, uh, you probably won't be able to see up there, but um, if you have your Bible, just read with me. Um, j- just going to read the first ten verses, and I want to touch on some of some uh, verses in Psalm 34. Let's read together. I will bless the Lord at all times; His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. The poor man cried, of this poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of his trouble, all of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. And then verse 8, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Okay, let's just read to there, till verse 8. So, taste and see that the Lord is good. And I felt the Lord wants to come and tell us as a congregation, as we go into 2022, 2022. Um, as we go into this year, he wants to invite us to come, taste, and see that he's good. 
And the word taste is actually, it is a come and experience, come and judge for yourself. If I would have this apple here today and ask you guys, this is, um, it's a story that we did when I was in my early years of Bible school. Um, there was this professor that was this atheist and he didn't believe in God. So he would stand in front of his class and he would just speak against God and say, God doesn't exist. He's, God is dead. And there was this one student in his class. And, he's, and, and the, one of the days the professor was going on of just God is not there and he's not alive. And, and he put up his hand and said, Professor, this apple in my hand, is it sweet or is it sour? And, and the professor said, I would, I would be able to tell whether this apple is sweet or sour. Um, no, and, and, and he said, Professor, this apple in my hand, is it sweet or is it sour? And, and, the, and the professor, as it going on with this conversation, the professor just said, but I won't be able to know. I mean, you know, and, and he takes, the guy takes a bite. And he's chewing this thing, I must not... Um, spoke, speak with food in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but he was asking again, Professor, this apple, is it sweet or is it sour? And at a point the professor say, well, I have to take a bite to actually know whether it's sweet or whether it's sour. Um, and Joel David, come take a bite here and say whether this apple is sweet or sour. You can take bite on the other side. <laughs> Big bite. Is it sweet or is it sour? It's sweet. <laughs> it is sweet. <laughs> okay. All right. So now you all know, but you only know because he said so. <laughs> For you to actually know whether this apple is sweet or sour, which I'm not going to give out so that each one can take a bite now. <laughs> but with God, it is so. If you want to know that he's good, the psalmist is saying, come taste and see. Come and experience for yourself. And I believe some of us, through life, life happening stuff that's happening around us through the pandemic, I think some of us has, has lost focus of this attribute, this amazing thing of who God is that is good. And He's inviting each one of us to come and taste and see. Come and just judge for yourself. Come and take a bite. Come and take. I'm, I'm inviting this year, 2022, come and taste and see that I'm good. This is one of the attributes of God that is closest to my heart. It's just something that is so settled in my life. Nothing that can happen around me can convince me that God is not good. Because this truth has been settled in my heart. Whether my circumstances play towards this feeling that it, I can say God is good or not, I know that I know that I know that it's good because I've tasted. I've tasted and... and and the word see, it's actually, it's, it's come, see, come to understanding. So taste, come experience yourself, but so that you can grow in understanding of that this reality of God is good. Now, this scripture um, comes out of Psalm 34, which we've just read together. And if you read the first three verses, you probably think this guy is in some amazing place with the Lord. If you, it's just like, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. It's like there's somebody that is praising God. It seems like he is in such a great place where he can say, God is good. And you can hear it in, his, in, his, in, his, in the way that he's speaking. And the word there for praise is the word tehillah, 
which means it's like it, the word to heal, it's a Hebrew word that speaks about unrehearsed praises. So it's, it's putting words to the melodies of your heart, your own words. It's not singing a Mad Redman or a Jesus Culture song. It's, it's, he was, from his own heart, he was blessing, blessing God and just because his praises was continually and he's walking around with this joyous song that God is good, that he is so amazing. And then he goes on, my soul makes its boast in the Lord. Now that word boast is another Hebrew word for praise, which is halel, which means to be calamorously foolish. Um, and sorry, I'm going to use some words because sometimes like my boast of my soul makes a boast. And I was like, God, and when I looked, it's actually that word. I love this word. This is where we get the word hallelujah from Don. From Don. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry, Afrikaans and English are mixing here. Um, and and this, is, this is where we get the word hallelujah. And it's to be calamorously foolish. It means to rave. It means to do the unashamed use of your voice. So you get this idea, this David is writing and he's like, he isn't really, I mean, he's just praising God. Something amazing just happened. And he's just so excited. And, and, and he just glorifies God and boasts in him. And, and let the humble hear it and be glad. Um, and then we, when we see humble, I was thinking, okay, somebody that's humble. But actually, when you look at the word, it's somebody that is suffering, somebody that is oppressed, that is going through something. Let the humble, a person that is actually in a place of suffering, hear my praise and be glad. <laughs> um, so now I'm hearing, okay, something is happening here. And then he goes on to verse 3 and says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Now he's inviting all of us to come and magnify God with him. Now, I don't know if you read that, you think this guy probably, he was, he was in seventh heaven. Like there's something of a blessing of God upon his life and there's a reason for him to praise God. But actually it was the opposite. The context of where David wrote this psalm, um, is he was actually fleeing at that stage for his life from Saul. <laughs> so Saul wanted to kill him. And he ends up at a, at a king, Achish, a king Achish of Gath, Gath or something. And he, and he comes to this king and the servants of this king, and we read the story, I'm not going to go there now, in 1 Sam, Samuel 21 from verse 15. Um, yeah, let me just make sure, from verse 15. And we, from verse 10 to 15, and we read of David coming to this king. He's fleeing for his life, standing before this heathen king, doesn't serve God, and the servants of this king. Is this not David, which they sang about, that Saul has killed his thousands and, and David has killed his ten thousand? Is this not the David? And David got so afraid in that moment that he started acting as if he's mad. <laughs> he, scratched the, he scratched the doorpost. Drew was coming down his beard, and he's like, ah! and he's doing this. He's acting like a crazy person. And, and, and then this king looks at this guy. Why do you bring to me somebody that is mad? Should I have somebody in my throne room or in my presence that is mad? And he sends him away. Now, this is the place from where David is actually writing the song. He was afraid. He was petrified. And something I realized is that in that moment, 
And we read from verse 4. This is where he's crying out to God. He says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. So I can imagine while he's acting like a mad person. He's like, Lord, help me. I sought the Lord. And he was crying out to God in that moment. He was fearful. What is this king going to do to him? I mean, he doesn't have all these mighty men around him. He's alone. He is, and, and now they're going to take him out because he was this great warrior. I mean, if, if the word even come out that he stood before Goliath and he's just like, and I don't know where, but he was just so in a place of fear. But he said, I sought the Lord. I, I seek. God, and he answered me, and he delivered me from my fears. And, and now David's going to actually explain to us why he believed that God is good, and he's inviting you to actually come and also taste and see that God is good. And he says, I, I sought the Lord. And maybe through life you actually at a place where there's fears in your heart, fears for 20 22, fears that is gripping your heart. What, what about this, God? How am I going to do this? How am I going to provide for my family? How are we going to do that business-wise? There's many things, and there's probably fears. And David, we can learn from David here. And I, I mean, we don't have to act like a mad person, but in our hearts, we could actually just come. Where these this things, these things are facing us and say, Lord, I need you. And the Lord delivered him from all of his fears. And then he goes on in verse 5 and says, Those who look to him are radiant. I love that. And that word look means it's like those who trust in God, those who rely on him, those who put their trust, those who look to him with faith. Um, I sought the Lord and he delivered. Those who come to him and look and rely and trust, there they are radiant. And the word there for radiant is the word nahar. <laughs> nahar. It describes being joyfully satisfied. It also, and if you look at the English dictionary, radiant means to shine light, to shine forth. So David at this stage is shining light. Those who put their trust in the Lord. So in 2022, something of a person that will put their trust, they will look unto the Lord will be radiant, that will shine forth light. And it goes on and says, And their faces shall never be ashamed. Now the word for, that was used for ashamed is, is, I can't pronounce it, it's kafar. It's kafar, shifar, yeah, shifar, let's say that. It means to, to be ashamed and often comes as a result of misplaced trust. So you come to a place where you're ashamed because of misplaced trust. That's when you get, but those who look to the Lord, they will be radiant. Those who put their trust in the Lord. But those, if you misplace, if you're going to position your life to misplace your trust in anything else but God, they might be ashamed, being ashamed. That will come with that. And then verse 7 says, The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. And then we get to verse 8. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. So David 
starts of the psalm, he sounds like he's in this amazing place, but actually he's going through a very tough situation. He's fearful, but what does he do? He's, he's, he's seek God. He's, so, he's search after God, and he puts his trust in. He looks to God, and God delivers him. But now you think, Morris, but I mean, not everything is always good. I mean, life is hard. There's, I mean, stuff happens. And then, which is interesting, he writes in verse 19, which gives us an idea that he's not saying that because you see God that everything's going to go well. He just say in verse 19, he says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. He says there are many afflictions. Even if you are serving God, there are many, many afflictions, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. So David's not saying, hey, I'm, I'm inviting you on this journey to come and sing that God is good, that everything is going to be amazing. He says there's a lot of things, there's afflictions, there's things, but if you will trust in the Lord, the outcome might be different. Because if you just read one verse further in verse 20, um, um, verse 21, affliction will slay the wicked and those who hate righteous, the righteous will be condemned. So there's something of being with God and not with God. So affliction will, will slay the wicked, but the, the righteous will be delivered from, from, from the afflictions, many other afflictions. So now I was just looking, I was reading through this, this psalm a few times, and I was like, God, but how do we taste and see? And David actually explains, if we read um, a bit further, he says in verse 9, Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him have no lack. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. And then verse 11 says, Come, O children, listen to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. He's saying, actually, if a key that will unlock for you to actually taste that God is good is, is the fear of God. It's a reverent fear of who God is. And he says, come, I'll teach you what the fear of God is. So I'm not, I know there's many aspects, uh, it's a reverential fear and there's many aspects. I'm just going to read what David said here, just for today. So how he's going to teach us now, the key that will unlock for you to be able to taste and see that he is good. He gives a few keys. Now, David goes through the situation. He says, I'm inviting you to come and taste and see. Here is how you do this. Verse 13. He says, this, this is the fear of God. Keep your tongue from evil. It's very straightforward. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. This is, let me teach you. This is the fear of God. Keep your tongue from evil. How many times we just let our tongue just do what it... I mean, it's so easy just to say, speak something. Just say what we think about somebody. Or say what we think about a situation. It says, keep your tongue from evil. Almost like, God, come and, and just let my tongue glorify you. I will bless the Lord. At all times, his praise shall be continually on my lips. Let it rather be that than speaking evil, speaking 
negative things and, and say, it says, if, if, you, if you do this, you will taste and see that I'm good. And then he goes on. Turn away from evil and do good. It's not complicated. It's actually turn away from evil and do good. That's the fear of God. It's actually turning away from everything that does not represent God and do good to others. It was an interesting um, definition to me. I'm like, yeah, we can. It's like the fear of God is like, oh, woe is me. <laughs> and, and it's like, but it's a reverential fear. But this is, this is so practical. Keep your tongue from speaking evil. Or keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. And turn away from evil and do good. Speak peace and pursue it. Speak peace and pursue it. So the guy who wrote, taste and see that the Lord is good, he says, this is the key. This is how, the fear of the Lord, this is how you actually live in that goodness of who God is. And then he goes on, and I wrote here, for me, it made sense to say, like, what does it taste like to taste how God tastes? And, and it's just a few verses, and he says, this is how it tastes to see that God is good. He goes on and says, The eyes of the Lord are towards the righteous, and His ears towards their cry. So the eyes of the Lord is towards the righteous. Those who keeps their tongue from evil. Those who, who does not speak this. Those who speak peace. The eyes of the Lord. So probably that's why he's experiencing the goodness of God because there's something of, of just a drawing of hearts and God's just like my eyes are on those who are, are fearing me. Those who are seeking, my eyes are on those. Um, and then, but he says, the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. The face of the Lord's against those who do evil. To cut off the memory of them from the earth. Sure, that is like, <laughs> to cut off just, not just to cut them off, but to cut even off the memory of them on the earth. It is. And then, when the righteous, now it goes like, now you can taste again. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. And I love this verse, and I actually felt just to also just share this. It's verse um, 18. The Lord is near, to the brokenhearted, and save the crushed in spirit. So even this morning, if you're feeling brokenhearted, if you're feeling crushed, the Lord said, I'm near to you. Come taste and see that I'm good. He's near to the brokenhearted. He's near to those who are crushed in spirit. Just come and fear Him and come close to Him. There's so many verses that if you just go and search um, just what it means of what it, the goodness of God is, I just want to read some of them. If you um, just... Psalm 31, verse 19 to 20, it says, Oh, how abundant is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you. <laughs> you see the fear of the Lord again, yeah? Oh, how abundant is your goodness. That word abundance is how great. In another translation, how great is your goodness for those 
that you have stored up for those who fear you and work for those who take refuge in you. So God is able not only to be good in our lives, but he's also able to work good in our lives. <laughs> so even if we made a stupid mistake or a silly mistake or something, he's still able to turn that mess into something good. That's who God is. He's so good that he can take even our mess and turn it into something that is good. Oh, how abundant is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you and worked for those who take refuge in you. And we read Romans 8, verse 28. And we know that, those who, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for the good. This God is good. He is a good God, and He's able to work things for the good. But what if you don't experience? Like, say you go through a situation, and it's, I've been crying out. I remember um, when I was younger, my dad, my family, they were staying, they were actually going through a tough financial situation. And at that stage, they were staying in some... What, what's the right word? Um, in a, it was like a big store. <laughs> it wasn't like a house. It was in a neighborhood. What's it? Industrial area. So it was like a, this big place. And I was like standing in praying. It's like, God, I know that you're good. I know that you can provide for them. And, but I don't see it. I don't see it come through. I, I'm just seeing them just suffering. And I was like, and, um, and I was standing there, and, I, and like, there was this moment where just like, God, even if you do not provide for them today, I know that you are good. And I, that's where that thought settled in my heart that God is good. I wasn't seeing good. But that day, as I was speaking to God, the sense, it was almost like, a, like that scripture, enlarge your ten pegs. There was, a, there was a peg put into my life that cannot be removed. And it was like this truth that God is good. Even when I didn't feel like things were going my way. And, and you know what? David is speaking as like, if you fear God, he will deliver you out of your troubles. And, and, and that's amazing. But what if he doesn't? Will you still come and taste and see that he's good? Because his goodness is not just set on our experience are seeing it happening, but it's, it's knowing that He is good anyway. And even if you experience no other good in your life, and you know that He's good, because God is good, we didn't get what we deserve. This is His goodness. What did we deserve? Wrath, hell. Because he's good, he sent his son. So even if you couldn't see any other good in your life, there is goodness because we did not get what we deserve. We, we were born into this world with sin. And our sin was separation between us and God. And God was so good in his mercy that he loved us so much that he gave us his son to restore that relationship. And even if the world is falling around, you can know that He is good. Because if you pass on 
to the next day. Maybe you get COVID or something today or tomorrow, this year. I mean, this last year I started off still with a dad. I ended the year without a dad. And I think many of us has lost many things. And so, so many times in these things that we are losing and, and we're seeing what's happening around us, and it's like, God, are you good? He is good. Even if I don't experience it. Even if I don't, I'm tasting, maybe you're tasting circumstances and it doesn't taste good. But if you taste God in the midst of that circumstance, you will taste and see that He's good. And if the last hope that you have to hold on is this fact that I deserved hell because of my sin, but He saved me out of that. I can sing hallelujah into heaven back in forward <laughs> because that is, the, that is what it's about. And why I'm saying this is I, I realized this because I was looking at all the scripture. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be continually in my mouth. Um, oh, that's the one I was reading. Um, but this is many scriptures of God's goodness. And I was just thinking, God, but what if we don't experience this, your goodness? And God brought me to the scripture in Romans 2. And I'm going to finish with this. Um, let me just go there quickly. Where is it now? Yeah. Verse 4. Or oh, do you presume, um, presume on the riches of His kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that it's God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? And that word kindness is actually the word is goodness, his acts of goodness. The very fact of God's goodness is that he led us to a place where we saw Jesus. I want to say to you today, if you're going to see God, he's able. You're able to taste miracles and good things that God can do in your life this year in 2022. And he say, come and taste He's able to work good in situations that are not looking that good at this stage. But even if he chooses not to work good in that moment, he is still good. Because we did not get what we deserved. Do you hear what I'm saying? So if you want to just go through the line and say, God, I'm not experiencing. I want to tell you today, settle in your hearts today that God is good. Some of us will jump up and down. And celebrate. Maybe you're blessed with a car or a house. God comes through in business. And, and, and you say, God is good all the time. And then a friend next to you is like they just lost somebody. A family member. God is able to work good in that. And you'd also be able to say good. God is good. But even if you, you can't find the strength and the, and, and the brokenness is so great. He says, I'm close to those to those who are broken, I'm close to those in Christian spirit. And even if you don't see this now, you have this one thing, that one day you will stand before me, and you did not get what you deserve. And you can say, God is good for His mercy. 
His loving kindness has led me to repentance. So the reason why I did this is so that in this year, that we won't find any opportunity to, to, to say, no, this situation didn't turn out. No, maybe God is not good. He is good. Maybe that's the moment where you need to cry out and seek Him. Turn your eyes on Him. Trust in Him. And He's able to deliver you out of every trouble. But even if He doesn't, will you still praise Him? Will, you, will His praise still be continually in your mouth? So I want to prepare us for this year. It's like, come what may, can we be this people that will be able to say, like David, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Why? Because He's good. Can we be this people this year? And David and Morris is inviting you to come and taste and see that the Lord is good. Will you join me? I won't give you my apple, but I will tell you that he is good, and you can go and taste and see that he's good. Um, we're going to finish off the song. Um, Ursha, if you can just sing that goodness of God, and, and then we'll just... Are you ready with that song? Yeah, and just end up with that song. If we can just worship God together. Um, but I want to pray quickly. If you are here today and you, and you feel like, yo, Morris, I don't really, I'm really struggling to believe that God is good, but I want you to pray with me today. And I, maybe it's fear, maybe it's circumstances, things that are facing you in this year. Um, would you maybe just lift your hand and we just can pray with you today. And just like, maybe you, you believe that God is good, but it's, it's, it's difficult. It's like, the circumstances, the things that you're going to is, is hectic. And you just want us to stand with you and pray with you and trust that as you step out in faith that you'll experience His grace and His mercy in this year. Um, is there anybody that I can pray for? Okay, cool. Yeah, so if, if you're trusting the Lord for prayer, just stand where you are. Just stand there. It's not, it's not, a, it's not a, a thing to be shy of in a sense like... When, when you're struggling to believe that God is good, it's just a cry for help. It's like, God, I need you. I need you. David sought the Lord, and the Lord delivered him out of all these troubles. This is a moment of seeking God. This is a moment of crying out to God and say, God, I need you. I need you. Like David, Lord, I'm crying. I, I'm not going to scratch the doorpost and so, but God, I'm crying out. Or even if it, if it takes that, God, I want to cry out right now. So, Lord, I pray that each one that responded right now, Lord, Lord, I, you know the situation. And, Lord, I pray even my prayers is limit, limited. Um, but I know that you are unlimited, that you are able to do the impossible, God, that you are able to work good into these situations, God. And Father, we want to come. And maybe if you're not, if you if you if you're sitting here and it's not you standing, just trust with me right now. Let's pray with those that are trusting the Lord. So Father, we trust you together for these situations, Lord. And Father, we want to say over this situation that God is good all the time, and all the time God is good. We want to speak into these situations the truth of who you are. And we also want to speak into the situations that, God, you are able to work good in this situation, no matter how dark they are. And I pray, God, Lord, 
that you are also able to give the courage that even though the breakthrough doesn't come like we would want to see, that we will still be able to say that you are good, that our reality of your goodness is not settled on what we experience, but on who you are, on who you are. So we speak the truth and the majesty and the glory of God's goodness into these situations, Lord. I speak peace into these situations, Lord. And I trust you, Lord, that you will come through in a mighty, mighty way for each one that responded right now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.